Welcome back to the Afternoons on SEN 1170. Daniel Garb filling in for Jimmy Smith. Great to have your company and great to speak to this man, Tom Deason from the Sydney Morning Herald, who has been all over, not just all over, but creating one of the big stories uh, of the year in Australian sport through some fantastic journalism. That's the Eddie Jones saga that has uh, plagued Australian rugby and Australian sport on the whole for the last 10, 11 months. His disastrous reign short-lived, albeit, with the Wallabies and now the defection to Japan. Tom, thanks so much for joining us to go through a fair part of it. No worries, Dan. Hope you're well. You're back from Japan, so you made the move over there after Eddie's constant denials and then uh, acceptance of the Japanese head coaching position to uh, to put it to him. Um, how was that whole experience? Because uh, I dare say it would have been a late decision um, and a little bit of a frosty situation, no matter how brave a journalist you may be. Yeah, 100%. Look, the Herald and the Age have been across this story since September when we broke it. Um, we knew that ultimately Eddie was a very good chance of being Japan coach, and that came to be. And I said to my editors on the Sunday, I think we should go over there and try and be there for this press conference when we got wind that he was probably going to be announced as coach. And um, very quickly got some flights, went over on the Tuesday, tried to keep it a little bit secret squirrel, but um, mm-hmm. it wasn't to be. I think word caught on pretty quickly that we were going over to uh, try and ask Eddie a few questions at that press conference, which it took half an hour to get a question despite having um, my hand up for a bit there. But uh, <laughs> yeah, like a little bit of a frosty exchange, but ultimately I think Eddie knew that it was only fair enough we asked some of those questions and um, we wanted to sort of see the story out, which we'd been owning for the best part of three months. Your work on it has been fantastic. I mean, you were the first to break the story that he, he met with Japan before the World Cup even started. So what was it like between Eddie and you? This goes on for a long period of time. You're the one who's exposed him in a sense. He can't be happy with that, but he's experienced enough to to accept it, I guess, in the back of his mind. What was that like between you two? Yeah, I think Eddie understands the journalism game as well. I'm just doing my job and his job is to coach a rugby team. Um, he blocked my number after that famous uh, <laughs> Sydney airport press conference where he went at a few reporters and never really got to the bottom of why. And then obviously a few days later it emerged that um, he had been speaking to Japan. So the only exchanges I've had with him have been at press conferences. And yeah, they've been tense and makes for good TV fodder as well. But ultimately we were just trying to ascertain the truth. And it's not just me against him or the Herald against him. It's for Australian rugby fans who deserve to know yep. his true intentions. And all along, he said, I'm committed to Australian rugby. I want to see this out. There's nothing to the reports more than a dozen times. But when he quit in late October, it, it twigs that maybe there was a different reason for the one he was saying. Yeah, the overwhelming majority of fans know that you are there asking the right questions. You'll always get a few comments like, oh, the journalists are making it about them. But it's never that, is it? I mean, you're asking the questions that need to be asked both about the on-field performances and what was happening off the field. And on that, Eddie said that he was only ever speaking to recruiters before the World Cup. That was his answer to you, who wanted to know a bit about Japanese rugby from his previous stint there, and that his only interview was in December, um, yet he was appointed in mid-December. None of that seems to stack up, right? I mean, in your mind, was he sitting there again telling fibs despite all that has transpired? Look, ultimately, we labelled it a first-round interview for a reason. We obtained a screenshot of that Zoom interview, which said, first-round interview, Eddie Jones, JRFU. And we didn't just obtain that. We've also spoken to individuals who are very close to the situation, who 
have told us some things which we haven't printed as well and shown us some things as well, which would absolutely indicate <laughs> that it wasn't just um, having a chat to a recruiter about who could be Japan coach. So um, I think Eddie's being a little bit cute there and, and got cornered a bit there. I don't think they understood exactly what we had and we published in Saturday's Sydney Morning Herald and The Age. So, um, yeah, an interesting way to spin that as well. Funnily enough, the Japan chairman who at that press conference in Tokyo, said, oh, it was only recruiters that, we, that Eddie was speaking to. Well, he was on the call as well, and we proved that. So, um, yeah, very much trying to get their stories in order. Speaking to Tom Deason from the Sydney Morning Herald, who's done a wonderful job uh, tracking the Eddie Jones uh, move to Japan and uh, his ill-fated second stint in charge of the Wallabies. So considering all of that, Tom, considering it's, it's obvious that you're speaking to Japan prior to the World Cup, which all we, which we all know was a disastrous period for Australian rugby. Does it feel to you like he, he checked out really early on? I mean, I know he went into all those games wanting to win and perform the best, but if he was having a chat to another organisation prior to the tournament, it says to everyone else that his mind was already somewhere else. Is that the feeling you got throughout all of this? Look, I believe he threw everything possible into that World Cup. But he's the first up. Every morning, he's the last to go to bed at night. People speak about his work ethic. So I don't think I, I don't doubt that the actual will and want to win with that team and have a successful World Cup campaign. Leading into that Zoom interview, famous one in um, in France, with just before the World Cup, Australia had lost four games in a row. So it was none from four heading into a warm-up game. Now maybe in the back of Eddie's mind, he thought I could get sacked here um, if the World Cup goes poorly and. Um, I might not have a job. Now, ultimately, Rugby Australia never, never at any stage said that was a possibility, and we know that wasn't, um, despite Eddie floating that it wasn't up to him, it was up to Rugby Australia. So maybe in his back pocket he thought about that. Japan, he has a very close connection to. Um, his wife is there, his daughter is there, he's coached there before. I think he genuinely feels like that is his real home. So perhaps there was a whole range of other factors to it as well. And... Um, but yeah, ultimately he did express to Japan an interest to come home in 2024 and he's very, very close with the president. We will never know how close those talks were and what he was saying to Mm. the president behind closed doors. But ultimately the Australian rugby public deserved to know the truth. And I think players who not only had to experience that world cup and were thrown into that cauldron, but also the guys like Quade Cooper, Bernard Foley, Michael Hooper, who never got to play that World Cup, deserved to know whether their coach was trying to get out of a five-year deal less than 10 months into it. Yeah, it's hard to fathom. And they've come out for him, haven't they? A few of them haven't missed in the uh, the wake of all of this. 100%. Yeah, I spoke to Quaid over in Tokyo, and he's he was pretty measured on it all, but he's just very disappointed in how it's all played out. Many of the players, as much as they said after that Wales game, but they didn't read it and it didn't affect them. They've since admitted that it did, and they were wondering, is this is this true? Is this... Mm. Um, do we have a coach who's asked us to bleed for this jersey thinking of walking out on us? And yes, a lot of those players, Alan Alatoa was strong on it, Quaid was strong on it. Um, but privately, I think that's where their real thoughts are. I've had some interesting messages and exchanges with players about that whole situation. And they all just want to move forward. Um, as far as crazy years in Australian rugby go, there's been a few recently, but... <laughs> This one is right up there. It's a remarkable saga in Australian sport. So where to from here? I mean, it's over. We'll carry on talking about it for a while to come. It reminds me a little bit of the Ange Postacoglu situation. I mean, that wasn't as murky, but when he left the Socceroos prior to uh, the World Cup in 2018, people still asked questions about it for years afterwards. What really happened? Uh, I think this will still spark discussion, but uh, it will start to subside a touch when a new coach 
comes in. What's your tip in that sense? Yeah, absolutely. I think the story's pretty much done now. Everyone's had their say. There's the final press conferences. Everyone everyone can make their mind up about Eddie Jones and his intentions mm. and the Japan thing. Rugby Australia is very um, keen to, to move past this as well. They'll appoint a new Wallabies coach pretty soon. They won't play a test until July. So I think there is an appetite to try and get the game on a different path and not talk about Eddie Jones a whole lot, to be honest. He's burned a lot of bridges here. Like Phil Kearns, a former teammate, former Wallaby, said he was a, a liar. Sonny Bill Williams said it was a disgrace. Like His reputation hasn't come out of this looking very good. So, um, But interestingly, Australia will play a couple of tests, I believe, against Japan in 2025 here. So um, that could be spicy, to say the least, having Eddie come out with Japan. Who do you think will be the next Aussie coach, Tom? Oh, great question. I think it'll be Joe Schmidt, uh, a Kiwi who coached Ireland for a long time as well. My suspicion is that um, the wheels are in motion for something along those lines. I don't know that 100%, but I think Rugby Australia is open to the possibility of an overseas coach. You've done some wonderful work on this. It's been an enthralling reading for all Australian sports fans, whether you are close to Rugby Union or not. So uh, you should... Certainly dine out on that over the Christmas period, mate. Hard work is uh, is set to be rewarded. Uh, Thanks so much for joining us and providing some more insight on it. We really appreciate it, mate, and have a great Christmas. No worries. You too, Dan.